All right, we're live. Awesome. Hello. Welcome, welcome everybody to Wind Down Wednesday, the August edition. How are you, Aisha and Lee? I miss you all. <laughs> hey, how you doing? I'm Aisha, not being serious. You're on mute. Whew, I've been doing Zoom calls all, all day, but I miss you too. We all miss you, Monique. Mm -hmm. and I, that was not for show. Like, you know, that was serious. Um, you know, the, the chat, the text messages are, are not the same, not the same as actually being in person, but mm -hmm. that's why we have Wind Down Wednesday. Yes. You're, you're on a mission. You are handling your business in the DMV. I am handling my business in you're the handling DMV. Your business. Handling my business so much so that I, I am exhausted. I am, I am so tired. It's only day three of the first week <laughs> of classes, but... Um, I, I just still keep reminding myself, this is what you said you wanted to do. It is absolutely <laughs> what you wanted to do. So get it done. Um, yes, we cannot wait to address you as Dr. Monique Wingard. Yes. The doctor in the house. Or nothing else, Wingard. Right. <laughs> Wingard. Wingard. Yes. Um, so um, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and hop into our intros. Uh, welcome to the August edition of Wind Down Wednesday, everyone. My name is Monique Wingard. I'm Aisha Jefferson. And I'm Lee Edwards. And uh, Will Jones, who is normally uh, the host, I would say he normally hosts, okay, the other member of the Wind Down Wednesday crew, he is on vacation. He is on a romantic getaway. Let's tell all his business. Okay. <laughs> one year anniversary one year anniversary of vacation having a good time so i went ahead and stepped in for uh for the bishop we call him bishop jones will jones to make sure that we continue the business of the organization Yes. by having meaningful, meaningful conversations. Mm -hmm. And so part of that would be the announcements. And first on the list is who won the election, the National Elections League. Yes, indeed. Um, so I believe that only one of the races was actually contested. That was the race for NABJ national president. And our, our good friend, colleague and, and partner, Dorothy Tucker, um, the incumbent president won again. She was re-elected uh, with a, a, I believe she won with 83% of the vote um, and put up 531 votes. And her opponent, Manuel Smith, received 111 votes or 17%. So it's fantastic to have Dorothy right back at the helm. Yes, well-deserved win. Um, well-deserved. You know, a lot of people spoke up and how, um, and spoke out and supported Dorothy, uh, myself, we all did. Just how she um, has been there for a lot of members. Um, you know, a lot of things behind the scenes, supporting people, supporting local chapter presidents and doing a lot of really cool um, stuff. She's a great uh, mentor to a lot of journalists. So, you know, and ABJ, you know, we made the right call. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so um, the virtual conference, did anyone, uh, Aisha, I think you said you attended? I, you know, I registered and I've gone, I went to a couple of things. Uh, my work schedule was kind of busy, um, like doing work stuff, doing my side hustle stuff, like it was a little busy. So fortunately, um, 
there's on demand. And so um, that is mm-hmm. what I'll be doing over the next two weeks because I believe it's available until I think September 7th or something like that. So I'll be catching up. I was only able to you know go to a few sessions. Um, there was a cool entrepreneurs event Saturday morning that you know I listened to and everything and hopped in, but I'll be catching it virtually. That is the beauty of having things in digital yes. formats. Yeah, we can we can still catch up and be in the know and be aware of what's what's right. going on, what did we miss, and to be selective about how we spend our time at the virtual conference. Because I mean, you can pick and choose what you want to watch. Yeah, you can scroll on by. Yep, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, I did get though. I did enjoy my meal though. My comp- complimentary meal. Listen, I uh, the conference hadn't even started yet, and I had food on the way. So full transparency. Thank you, NABJ. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Until my funding comes through, I yes, absolutely. I did absolutely call Grubhub uh, a day before yep. the conference to have dinner, a real dinner, uh, for yep. that matter. So um, <laughs> next, next, next. Um, we are going to be having a really great discussion uh, later to tonight, and it will be focusing on student chapters. And before we jump into that conversation, I just wanted to mention a few important points, and that is that um, NABJ Chicago plans to ramp up support and engagement with student chapters. With that said, um, in ABJ Region 2, we invite all student chapters in Region 2. And I think it would be safe to say if you're not in Region 2, you're, you're welcome. You are a welcome uh, guest on Wind Down Wednesday to come and talk to us about what your current future plans are for the chapter. And because we're all family, to talk about the challenges because people want to know what those are so that they know how to help. Where, you know, where can we all jump in and show support for our student members and chapters? Um, But specifically, the Chicago chapter has many times, um, when I was a member actually there in the city, and even now when I'm not in the city, the mentorship chair, Evan Moore, has uh, been very vocal about the fact that he plans to do a a lot, quite a bit with uh, mentorship. And so I am going to, Evan, I'm putting your email address out there. So if you are interested in being a mentor or you are looking for a mentor, please email Evan. If you are interested in being on the committee, uh, because a very important aspect of being a member of any chapter of NABJ is that you join a committee to make sure that, again, the business of the organization is able to continue um, with the help of all um, involved. And you're you're paying dues to to be there, so why not get together and have um, have fun while you're working? So that's um, Evan's email address is evan, E-V-A-N, at nabjchicago.org. And I just wanted to also add, and I, hope, I don't think I'm doing this prematurely, but I'm on a committee um, um, with where we're planning a cool event, really informational event, informative event um, next month with the DePaul University student chapter. So be on the lookout um, for that, you know, answering your questions, talking to some heavy hitters locally in Chicago. So 
Um, don't want to say too much, um, but you'll uh, be on the lookout in, in the coming weeks about that um, event in September. That is not uh, premature. Oh, that is, that's good news. Yes, that, yes, that yes. Is proving the point of yes. what I said that the Chicago chapter, uh, you know, we're not playing games. You're not. <laughs> you are not. We say that this is what we want to do. That is what is happening. So to increase engagement. And um, Lee, I know this is something that you're really passionate um, about in terms of the actual engagement. So we're talking about support, but the actual outreach. And why, why is that? It's really important just to recognize that, you know, um, as media and as the industry changes so much that we can be a bridge at NABJ and also NABJ Chicago to help all those people to, um, reach their goals and find their footing sooner than they normally would. And mm -hmm. that's so hard because a lot of us, um, whether they, uh, whether we come from college, um, graduate degree, or still in the high school, we want and see ourselves in this industry, but we want to make sure that the barriers of entry are as few and far in between. And also that the people who are in the industry now don't become gatekeepers, gatekeepers themselves. And so it takes consistent and, you know, consistent effort and also tangible goals for people to be able to see like, okay, by being in NABJ Chicago, this is what's gonna happen. And this is what we can expect. And the support is not uh, contingent on any one or two things. So it's, it's definitely a great way to sort of give back and also something great to be a part of. Absolutely. And I think we would all agree that we need more black journalists. We do. We need those stories um, to be told. Um, you know, we're you know we are not a monolith, and there's so many complexities and beautiful things, and you know some things that you know may not be as beautiful, but you know we are um, multi-layered, and those you know we have a lot of different stories, and, and there's not one way to be black, and so we need you know we need diversity um, amongst ourselves, um, mm -hmm. also when telling um, various stories. So yes, if you are thinking about it, you know join and you know, and just um, know that, you know, you're needed, <laughs> you're needed. There's so many times where I've only been the only black person in, in the newsroom or one of a few um, in the newsroom. So we need that diversity because um, our communities, communities that you know where we reside, um, they need that type of representation too. Absolutely. And so with that said, we are excited that we have a student voice joining us today. And this is not just any student voice. And when I say it's not just any student voice, mm -mm. I mean that this student voice comes from the great state of Ohio. See the background, we see you representing back there. The great right state of Ohio. <laughs> I'm representing the whole Midwest tonight. So we got yeah. Aretha, Detroit, Michigan, and then all the swag that the Ohio State University Sends me in the mail every time I give them a check. I get some nice <laughs> paper uh, that I can put on the walls. But I, I would I would prefer a t-shirt. Send me some clothes. Uh, <laughs> send me some water bottles. But yes, we have a student right. voice from the great state of Ohio. And we just have to brag for a moment. Because Aisha, as you know, we do love you. But not only am I from Ohio. Not only am I from Ohio, Lee, where are you from? Cleveland. Well, actually, Beachwood. So if you're from Ohio, you know what I'm talking about. Beachwood. <laughs> Beachwood, Ohio. Okay. 
two one six. Two one six. Nine three seven. Right here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where is our president? Okay. <laughs> president mm-hmm. Brandon Pope, Ohio. A great and son let- of Ohio. Where's Brandon from? He's from Cincinnati. Oh, let's get it right now, Brandon. If you're watching, I'm not. I'm not monitoring Facebook comments tonight, so you know Brandon is normally in the comments. So I hope you got his city right. <laughs> I know most importantly, okay, we know he is from the great state of Ohio. And last but not least, Gail. Okay, the person <laughs> who keeps us in line, the parliamentarian. Where is Gail from? <laughs> The great state of Ohio. Okay. And tonight. Oh, and you forgot. You forgot that you forgot my person now. You lying. The pastor, the good brother, Reverend. The pastor. Will. I hope you're not somewhere watching this right now. Everybody tell Will Jones not to watch the replay. Okay. Yes. Also, he's from Cincinnati, yeah. Will Jones, okay. Our, our Will Jones, ABC7, Chicago. From Ohio. Yeah. So um, I think Yale calls us the Ohio con- um, Consortium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you all, you all, I have to give it to you all. You know, I, I had to sit back and, you know, and hush my mouth. <laughs> y'all are definitely, y'all are everywhere in this. <laughs> we, we just, we just take, taking care of business, doing what we I'm were, not, you know. Not, look, we look, were raised right. <laughs> I, wait a second now. I don't know how to take that. <laughs> not to say the nose that other people were not. But we can confirm, okay. <laughs> and in the great state of Ohio, we were raised, right? Okay. Well, I will say this much. You all are great representations. I will say that much. Thank you, yeah. Aisha. You all are great Thank representation. You. I was go. I thought, you know, the best was probably Steve Harvey, but you all have said, nope. Look, I we represent. Like just, I'm going to let you have that. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I like Steve. <laughs> I and I'm not ashamed like to say it. I'm just saying okay. that I just that was just one example, and now I have other examples. Okay, that's, that's all I'm saying. As long as, as long as we're all clear, because some people people try to come for me with that one, and I just <laughs> that, that's okay though, because we like we love Steve. Okay, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> with that said, we invite to the NABJ stage, NABJ's uh, CC. Stage wind down Wednesday stage, Mr. Wedley Casey. Welcome, welcome. And just a little bit about Wedley. He <laughs> is okay, mm-hmm. is an alumnus of the Ohio State University. <laughs> he graduated with his BA in strategic communication with a specialization in retail immersion and marketing. During his time at the Ohio State University, he served as the marketing director for NAACP, PRSSA, and NABJ, where he founded No Filter with NABJ, which I'm going to pause for a second and invite everybody to go to the NABJ. Is it at NABJ OSU Instagram? Yes. And please watch the latest episode of No Filter with NABJ. And Wedley is, um, he currently works for Warner Brothers and has okay. worked on movie campaigns such as Space Jam, Mortal Kombat, Suicide Squad, and The Conjuring. 
And his hobbies include traveling and nature walks. How about it? Okay. Welcome. Get him busy. Welcome, Thank Whitley. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I love the backdrop. I I'm a tree girl, so I love the nature walks. But I see you are represented. I, I see Monique sent the memo out. Look at that. Yes. <laughs> I love it. And you got the colors on, honey. Look at you. Absolutely. Scarlet and gray. So yes. I, my first question before I turn it over uh, to my co-host is I want to know when the OSU chapter started. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason I'm asking is because it was not there when I was there. And I feel like it's a conspiracy. So mm -hmm. did y'all wait until after I left to make sure that NABJ made it to campus. When, when did this take place with me? That's funny. So yeah, we started our chapter January 14th, 2019. And the reason why we started is because our co-founder and the first president felt like her classes weren't as diverse, you know? They were lacking, you know, minorities. It was, since we go to a PWI, you know, there isn't, much diversity in the journalism uh, program. So we do have a organization that's called BASCA, which is a organization where um, it's for Black communication students. But even though we had that organization, we also felt like, you know, we need one for the journalism students. So that is why we created our chapter. And yeah, so far so good. Um, we've had a lot of speakers and we're growing as a chapter and I'm really like where we're at right now. So yeah. Awesome, awesome. And um, in mentioning the most recent episode of No Filter with NABJ, I am, um, have to be honest and say that as I was listening to the discussion, it was not the Ohio State that I re that I remember. Yeah, and that made me so very sad. But um, it also made me uh, really happy to know that you were giving voice to the concerns of the black student, black students, black men and women who are on that campus to make it known that what is going on is not going, it, it will not continue. Yeah. And if you decide that you are going to continue some of those things, you're gonna be called out. And so that's why I'm inviting without giving, I'm trying not to give too, too much because I really want people to go and watch um, this, uh, the episode of No Filter on the NABJ OSU Instagram account. Cause even when it was over, I called my brother and I said, I'm sitting here watching this and I'm wondering what, what school are they at again? <laughs> so I, um, I applaud you for not being um, afraid to voice um, your concerns and allowing others to do the same and actually taking action and not just getting on, um, you know, Instagram mm -hmm. and, or Twitter and tweeting about uh, your concerns, but taking, um, taking action to do something about it. Um, and the guest um, that that was on the show actually was a member of the student, um, undergraduate student government. Yeah, she was the president. She was the president. Yeah. And so okay. if you have the president speaking out about um, concerns for students of color, 
there, you know, there, there's an issue. And she yeah. stepped down as a result. So please, please go and watch that episode, everybody, if you are watching. And how would you say um, the, um, how NABJ has shown support in addition to hosting conversations like that has shown support to other students? Like since founding the chapter on campus, what are other ways that NABJ has um, been there as a support to, um, to students specifically who are pursuing journalism. Mm -hmm. One way we've done that is by inviting Black journalists in the field, especially local ones, just so they could be, I guess you could say, a role model for the journalism students. Because like Aisha mentioned earlier, you know, sometimes she would be the only, you know, Black person in the room, in the newsroom. And that's basically how our Black journalism students felt like too, you know, working with the Lantern. You know, they would be like the only Black students in the room. So things we've done is basically having guest speakers that are people of color in the journalism field. And we've also gone to different news stations. I believe we went to, I believe it's called the Cleveland, uh, Plain dealer? Yes, yes. And then we also went to our local um, newspaper, which is the Columbus Dispatch. And yeah, and we've also traveled with BASCA, you know, that organization, you know, visiting different um, organizations, you know, not only, we don't only want our journalism students only have one option, you know, just because they're journalism students doesn't mean, you know, they have to go into the journalism field because I was a communication student, but I was still, you know, part of NABJ. So we really want to spread out our students in terms of, you know, giving them the option and the opportunity for them to test different waters in terms of like different industries because, I know several journalism students that didn't go the journalism field, not just because they felt that they couldn't do it, but because they felt as though they could do other things other than journalism. So, yeah. And then I believe, you know, we've started, um, oh, we're going to bring back other students <laughs> that currently graduated. So I believe we have at least two alums that graduated this past year that are working full-time. You know, they're journalists, you know, on TV and everything. And we're super proud of them. Shout out to them. And we're going, we're thinking about bringing them back just so, you know, our upcoming journalism students could see, wow, you know, they were in my shoes, you know, a couple of years ago. So it is possible for them to accomplish, you know, being a journalist in the field and working and being on TV because a lot of them want to be on TV and <laughs> things as such. So, yeah. Okay. And um, I think, Lee, you were interested in knowing specifically if there were any challenges in terms of being a student chapter, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was curious to know in terms of 
getting started because I believe my um, alma mater, University of Tennessee in Knoxville doesn't have a chapter at all. Mm. So I, I graduated in 2010 and I was like, I didn't know NABJ existed. And so by the time I actually like first realized there wasn't NABJ at all anywhere, I had already graduated and it was like my first time after graduation. So I guess my question would be is, what was it like getting started with the chapter and how did it feel first, like those first few days, those first few weeks, mm -hmm. you know, just learning about the process of having a chapter in the first place? Yeah, at first it was extremely hard. I'm not gonna lie. And hopefully we had support from the black professors that are in the journalism department or communications department. Shout out to Jasmine Roberts. She's one of, you know, the communication professors at OSU. But yeah, we, she helped a lot in terms of, you know, creating the chapter and also inviting people and, you know, setting up meetings and things. And I believe last semester, we had a meeting with the president of the communication school. And it was a sit down where basically we had to talk to him about how we felt underrepresented as students and the program. And he was taking notes. He had his notepad and it was taking notes about everything we were saying, how we felt that, you know, when we're in class, we feel as though if the professor is white, that they're not giving us as much attention. Or let's say there's a group project sometimes the white students feel as the, uh, well, I don't want them to be my partner because they seem like they don't know what they're doing, you know, and I get it, it's a PWI, but then again, you know, black students or college students in general shouldn't feel that they don't have support because we pay tuition too, you know? <laughs> like, we're paying tuition too, so we should get, you know, as much support as the others are getting. But, you know, till today, I don't think they're getting the support that, you know, we deserve, which is why we created Black X Bold Magazine, which is our own magazine that we created because there was some type of shady things going on with the lantern mm -hmm. <laughs> about Black students. So we created Black X Bold Magazine, and that magazine is for the people, for the culture. And it basically writes about student businesses and anything really related to the Black community. So that's literally our voice. And we're so happy to have them because when, when it would come to, let's say, writing an article about you know, police brutality or Black students not being heard on campus, and we would pitch it to the Lantern, and they would like shut it down. But now we have Black in Bow Magazine, and they're not even gonna take a minute to like think about it. They're just gonna, you know, push it in and write it and publish it. So we're really grateful for Black Expo Magazine. Yeah, so I would say in terms of getting support, it would definitely be from the Black professors, Black Expo Magazine, and I guess the president in a way, because I believe he is truly trying to, you know, make the Black students in the program feel, you know, that they're being heard and seen and that I guess the school is there for them in a way. But even though he wants that, it's still not showing. 
And I'm not, I'm not sure if it's because most of the professors in the program are also, you know, white professors. I believe we only have like two or three black professors in our department, but yeah, which is another thing we brought up, you know, seeing more, you know, professors of color in our program because, you know, having someone that doesn't look like us teach about a field that we're trying to get into doesn't really give us motivation, you know, it's really not, you know, pushing us to go into that field, but having a Black professor, you know, teaching the course and telling you how it's like, then that gives you hope, which I was grateful enough to at least have, I believe I took all of them when I was back in undergrad, so so I'm hearing I'm hearing two very important points, and just how we mentioned earlier the the importance of seeing more black journalists. You're making the case for us needing to see more black men and women in the classroom on the college yes. level. Mm-hmm. Okay, and us having our own resources on college campuses. So if it's not an HBCU, that it is important that we do have our own news outlets, our own publications. Mm-hmm. Um, because if not, you have the, the situation that you just mentioned where the already existing uh, resource for students to be staff writers um, or just members of the staff, is, it's like it's not there. It's not there at all. There really is no opportunity. It, it, I'm right. just listening to you. I remember when I was an undergrad, I didn't have any Black, I had one Black professor. That was my, um, I was a Black studies minor. Um, but you know, we didn't have black journalism professors, but what made, um, what did help though, was that we had a really great student paper and the editor-in-chief was, a, she was a black, you know, black female, black student and she was awesome. And um, I was there, I think it was just, there were four of us on the paper one time and the other um, two black students, they were all older than me. They were editors too. So we had each other to talk to. And if we had any concerns with, black related stuff we would just go talk to you know go to the center for black studies and kind of work with that professor now at northwestern you know my experience was different because um they have really great black professors um black instructors there who you know um you know there's no favoritism or anything like that and that's not needed but there are people who do understand the perspective and the necessity of um, telling certain stories and having those different voices. And that does help when you're, you know, pitching projects or you want um, representation on campus, whether it's an event on campus that should be covered or just, again, like you're explaining um, some of the challenges that you may be having or you know, forms of discrimination that you may be experiencing um, at a PWI. So, yeah. Absolutely. yeah. And I think that there's um, also the matter of understanding uh, different, uh, you know, the different cultures and understanding um, things. For instance, um, Aisha, you just mentioned an example. One of my first stories that I wrote for The Lantern at The Ohio State University was about Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. Okay, (laughs) they were returning to campus. It's obviously a very big deal. Yes. When I turned in my story, I turned in my story and the editor change the title to Alpha Phi Return to Campus. They thought that it was appropriate to shorten the name of this organization that had not been on campus for Lord knows how many years. 
this is the big announcement that Alpha Phi <laughs> Alpha Fraternity Incorporated is returning. And when it hits the paper, like, so this was not digital yet. This is, it's done. It's on paper. <laughs> it's on the newsstands. And I was mortified. Yeah. And when I walked that paper, I think I skipped a class to walk that paper to the Lantern office to explain why you have put me in a horrible position. Because not only is this wrong, they're not going to understand that yeah. I didn't make up the, they don't. Um, mm -mm. that I didn't, I didn't, I don't get to pick the title. This is not me. So I say that to say, when we, I'm so sorry to hear that uh, the, the journey, the fight continues <laughs> um, <laughs> on, on campus because I mean, I graduated all, all these many years ago and now here we are and um, I, I'm really uh, sad to hear, but happy to hear that you do have, if you could say the name of the, the publication again for anybody that um, is thinking about attending the Ohio State University, I don't want to deter you Right. because there um, there is an outlet for you and just yeah. if you repeat the name of the publication it's called black x bold magazine and their tag on instagram is black x bold and then maj okay well yes and also funny story monique okay <laughs> about your alpha by alpha article so i actually did get published from the lantern too and i believe when i submitted you know, my article, uh, the title was completely different from what they, you know, published. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of confused because my title was, you know, something along the line, like, you know, the strength of a Black woman or, yeah, I think it was something like that. And then when they published it, <laughs> the, 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 the title was um, Ohio State alum where she's not, where she's at, where she's at now today, something like that. And I'm like, what? I'm like, the whole purpose of the article is talking about how, you know, this lady basically, you know, how she was raised in poverty and, you know, the hood. And now she graduated from OSU and now she's doing good in life. But the way the title was, I guess, for that, kind of just kind of diminished yeah, the, her, yeah. her story and, basically and her, and her crime yeah now were you on the student paper were you a staff member on, on the paper oh no i i was just a marketing chair for nabj oh okay that's right okay yeah yeah because that but does my, to have more of us there i know i was an, also an editor and you had you know you try to recruit diff, to have a diverse voice like voices like okay you're muslim you're Latina, okay, you're Afro-Latina, okay, you're this and that, just to try, so people can understand, you know, because you need people to, you need that diversity because it reflects the campus, and people who have different perspectives, so what you and Monique experience will not happen against someone will understand the importance of that headline, and Monique, I mean, at least, if it's, if it's Alpha Alpha throughout the article, something should have told you behind that, says, especially when you have, there may be a fraternity named Alpha Phi. Alpha Phi. Okay, Alpha well, Alpha. let me just let me just say, since we just went there, there is a a white sorority called Alpha Phi. So I mean, it, it was just a bad day for me. It was a bad day when they hit the stands, and I, I mean, get it. <laughs> Monique, I oh, trust honey. 
Yes. Oh, this, <laughs> your story reminded me of just because again, there's not it's on a campus on a PWI. Uh, you know, oftentimes there there isn't a lot of black representation. Um, working for the student paper and we got paid. I'm like, oh, so that was another thing. That's where I got my little money from. But um, you do form these relationships with all the Greek organizations because they're trying to, they have parties or whatever events that they're mm -hmm. throwing. They're always coming to you with different things. So I could imagine how mortified and you know you felt because they're looking at you like, wait a second, I trusted you with blah, blah, blah. And this happened. <laughs> I, I feel the pain. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well, to, to make sure we, we do end this on, you know, a productive and positive note, Wedley, I want to make sure, even though, again, I was mortified, let's, let's just be very, <laughs> very clear. Um, if you could uh, leave the incoming students with either some advice, mm -hmm. or if you were to have one final sit down, because I know you're no longer a student and you're headed to uh, bigger, and even better um, things <laughs> that you can tell us uh, before before we close out. Okay. But what would you say to administration in terms of what your experience entailed and how you would like for it to be different for those mm -hmm. who come after you? Yeah, I would say to administration that, um, you know, as the students, we really do feel underrepresented at OSU. And not only that, but we also feel as though, you know, the white professors don't care much about us. So I would definitely say hire more people of color in terms of staff and people within the department. And also, um, there's a weekly newsletter, I guess you could say, that the communication school sends out you know, including us in that newsletter, say, hey, NABJ is having a meeting, you know, go ahead and support, like, you know, Black Black and Bow Magazine is there for Black students, because if no one is, I guess you could say, spreading the awareness that, you know, we're on campus and we're there, then no students will basically know about us, because I know there's a lot of Black journalism students, but they don't know about us because we're not being promoted. We're not, you know, it's always the Lantern or PRSSA, which I was a part of, <laughs> which is like- But you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. And speaking of PRSSA, I was the only, and I was on the executive board too, but I was the only Black person in that organization. And I believe we had over 100 uh, members, which was a like, crazy mind blowing, but uh, I like breaking barriers, so that's that's the reason why. I do it. <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely tell them to show more support to the black students because with the support, I believe it'll be easier for us to break into the field because I had to do a lot to get where I am today, and it was really exhausting. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that I fought because. If I didn't really, you know, network or join several organizations to get to know people, then I don't think I would be where I'm at today. But I feel like it's not fair either, though, because I've known students, you know, white students that were in the same major as me and they didn't do much as me in terms of like getting internships, networking. And they graduated and boom, they landed a job so easily. And that baffled me so much because I'm like, um, 
okay? Like, what, what, what is this? You know? Listen, so you can bring this take us into a whole nother episode. Well, I'm going to take this a whole nother episode. Right <laughs> Before you end it, Moni, I want to say this. No, 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 go ahead. The event that we're putting on, um, that I'm a part of the committee that, um, with where um, our President Brandon Pope and um, Brenda Butler, uh, former presidents. Um, and we, you know, we're working with um, DePaul University because we're answering, we, got, we have some decision makers in newsrooms who are you know, black, who are going to be on this panel answering questions like that because that's, that's you brought up something that's very, that happens in this industry, it was happening when I was, you know, when I was coming out, I'm like, well, how she, she got, she don't know, she can't, huh, what, what, and you see, I'm like, well, I looked at my resume, and I knew, my resume, at the time, I had my little logos, you know, all, I, I was learning, you know, how, I knew how to do Adobe and Quark, and I had, because Quark was a thing back then. Um, you have to work yeah, twice as hard. To, yes, to good do. resume, can walk in mediocre, and I mean, and definitely who are very skilled, I'm not taking away from those individuals who are very talented and skilled, but generally for us, it's like, you have to have this long resume to even get, you know, this tiny position where someone could walk in with a very thin resume yeah. and boom, they're given a chance. And that's, those are the type of biases that we will be discussing. That needs to be brought up. Even in your newsroom, you need to point these biases out because maybe they are unconscious. Maybe they've been doing it so long and the industry has been like that. They are unaware that, yo, you, you do see the issue with this. You know, but you know, so you know, I, unfortunately, you know, I'm not for the unfortunate events of George Floyd um, being killed and all of that. I think there's some awareness that has the silver linings that there's some more awareness about that and more people. I, I hope there's awareness and it's not this full concern, but I think that they are. It's being brought to their attention at least. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, you know, hello, this can't go on. Right. So I, I know I just jumped in, but I want, but you just reminded me of something that I had to address. No, that's a great point. But yeah, definitely providing more resources to the Black students on campus because the school, like the School of Communication, they do have the money and they do have the money to provide it to yeah, them. So just yes. provide it to the Black students and we'll be fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to put your, your next, um, your next chapter the next school on notice, okay, okay, that we hope to not see the same activities. So just let, let everyone know where you are headed next before we wrap up. Okay, so I will be heading to DC next year. I got accepted into Georgetown University and that's literally my dream school. I can't wait to go there and I'll be getting my master's in public relations and corporate communications. I'm really super excited because you see I that honestly, smile? Yeah. I know, look at you. <laughs> just glee. Uh, really, just I, yeah, I really, I don't know. I doubted myself because as a first generation college student, I really didn't think I would get it, especially as a Black student also. But, you know, like I said, I really did work a lot to get where I am today in terms of getting internships, being involved. And my resume is like two pages. So I'm so happy I got in and I can't wait. To move to DC next year. Oh, I well, love congratulations. Thank congratulations. you. We we are excited for you. It does make all of that the sacrifice, the the hard and heavy days yeah. of everything that you go through, it makes it worth it. But we it should worth not that. be it, that, it, should, it should not be um, the it case. However, attending Georgetown University, uh, moving to DC. 
um, are both very exciting uh, next steps and you should be very proud because I mean, hey, you, <laughs> you worked it. hard. Like you I just did. did. <laughs> you hard. Thank you. So we um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Wind Down Wednesday. Aisha Lee, did you have any final um, thoughts about our discussion? Because I mean, as you, you know, said, there, your mind a lot we can pull in, out. But, um, yes. There's a lot yeah. we can pull out from tonight's discussion, but is there, there, are there any final thoughts about anything we talked about tonight? If not, no, no pressure now. I'm just saying it's just something I'm listening. Um, you know, I'm listening to you talk about your experiences and how that's, and how, you know, I had those story, stories. People, you know, 20, 30 years ago had those same types of stories and it's, it's ridiculous. But yeah. the only way, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. But I think, you know, being, you know, speaking up, being persistent, um, not, you know, being very intentional and, you know, and what you're doing and why it's necessary because it, 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 representation is important. Proper representation um, is important. I think in just speaking up, um, those things are important, but it's just, I roll my eyes that this is still something that we're enduring. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, it shouldn't be this way. It really shouldn't. And, and I need change. I don't know. Like, I really want to know what could be done in terms of like supporting those students because it literally well, shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be this hard for someone. I was gonna say NABJ that yeah. um, you would. I would say have to say that you are glad that NABJ was there yeah. during through all of the trials that you experienced on campus versus not having right. an ABJ, um, right. there as a support throughout mm -hmm. your journey. So um, again, we talked about the importance of seeing more Black journalists. We need more Black educators on the college level. Yes. And um, NABJ serves a, a very, a very necessary purpose in being on college campuses to be there as a supporter <laughs> for students like Wedley. It could have been for me on that day. <laughs> <laughs> On that day, honey, that they, they printed my story wrong, but I, I didn't have any NABJ to come, you know, to come and advocate for me. But there, I mean, again, nothing, nothing could have been done. I digress. But Wendley, <laughs> we thank you for um, for joining us for this August episode of Wine Down Wednesday. And um, please do always feel free to to come, you know, over to our our digital. Uh, spaces to say hello we're on facebook twitter instagram as you know and we will do the same to make sure we continue to, sh to show support for the nabj um, osu chapter thank you guys so much for having me this was very interesting i enjoyed the topic <laughs> yeah i enjoyed the conversation we try we try yeah. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for joining us Thank yeah, you, thank you. Thank you. All right, Lee, Aisha, I will see you on the text message. What? I know, I know. Good night, everybody. Good night.